Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> when I think the feminist movement needs to be very successful is a male leader. I'll do it. I will. I will lead you women to the promised land. I will make sure you get equal pay, equal work. I will make sure that nobody harasses you or fucks with you on the job. I will protect all of your interests. And all that I ask for in return is that you suck my dick. <laughs> and now we're right back to square one, aren't we? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. You know, I, I never knew that uh, that particular comedian talked in that particular way. Oh, yeah. You know? Don, Don Rickles, who knew? No, you know. <laughs> Have you seen that, uh, the special? The Closer, Dave Chappelle? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't. It's, and I'm saving it up, but you just ruined it. But I am going to watch it this weekend. You just ruined it for No, me. what happens is he... Um, Irons out the wrinkles of the perceptions that are against him, which is really cool the way he does it. Well, you know, perception is 90% of the law. But <laughs> I read that somewhere. <laughs> Something like that. At least that's what I perceived that I read. Was so. that bird law? I got an A on it, though. 90, I got a 90. Ooh. A minus. How you doing? How you guys doing? Uh, this is, by the way, I'm taking charge of the podcast when it comes to the numerical sequence. No, what does that mean? Do you 148. Know what... This okay. one's 148? And, and we're going with what I say at the beginning of each episode. For the next one, will be, say, 149. Because Ben, you know, you give Ben an assignment, uh, Smitty. Yeah. And he, you know, he fucks it up. I can be honest with you. We, we try to get that uh, Tatiana. Yeah, I remember. To bring in her Tatianas in here. Yep. And she mm-hmm. didn't. Because Ben, Gee, I wonder why Ben didn't contact you. Just her. said, "Bring her Tatiana's in here." Oh, now he's going to blame it on you know, me. Ben talks a good game, you know. He, he, she, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Ben, you, she she didn't come in, did she? So, what do you give yourself for a grade for that? F. I'm about a C. A C. Yeah. What? What do you get? C. The C's a passing grade. Yeah. Did Tatiana come in here? No. So you get an F. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be fair here. <laughs> I give you an F plus for the effort. Okay, F plus. It's still a failing grade. You know, no Tatiana, no no D. You get no D. She came in, you get two Ds. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> oh, I love cup-sized <laughs> jokes. Uh, Bill Smith, who's been at, uh, God, he's a radio legend here in these parts. Yep. Legend. WCLZ, Boston. He's been at WBZ, Boston. He's been at WZLX, Boston. He's been at WEI, Boston. WRKO, Boston. W Where's WEZE? That used to be in Park um, in Park Square, right? In, the, in that building, the staff. But it was building? Boston, though. Oh, yeah. WEZE, Boston. That, that was a fun, <laughs> <laughs> was a fun station. Boss, you're like, a, you're like a major market guy. That's right, I am. I'm an announcer. Jeez. And then Ben... Well, Ben's been at two Boston stations. He was on. Uh, he was an intern. Did what you do? Did you get coffee for Maddie? Yes. Was that? <laughs> oh man, was I did. That, did you fluff his butt pillow when he sat down in his air chair? I. The worst part was, it was an inflatable cushion. His butt. So you had to blow it up. Oh. So you spent half the morning blowing up, uh, blowing up Maddie. <laughs> That's oh, good. Man. So, but no, you also were the producer of the afternoon drive called the Big Show. I mean, uh, well, no, it was the the afternoon. Yeah, what was it, it called? Was the, I had the dying remnants of the Big Show. Yeah, because oh, oh, it was the Mike Salk hour. 
Oh, I got that later. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, you know, you Ben, I apologize for that. wasn't your fault. Of None host. of that was your fault. Yeah. yeah. None of that was ended up being Ben's fault. And then he's on that show with the guy who came on our podcast there, uh, uh, Mark. Uh, yeah, hey, I liked him. He's a good guy. Mark Bellhorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was a, yeah, <laughs> former second baseman for the Red Sox. <laughs> That's him. Yeah, he was good. Let me yeah. ask you something about Mark Bellhorn. Is he a bell? Fire away. Is he a bell or horn? Hmm. It's like he doesn't know. He answers the phone. Ding. Honk. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> When your name is Bellhorn, make up your fucking mind. Oh, man. All right, sorry. Jesus Christ. Are you okay? <laughs> I digress. That was a now, swing you, and a miss. As long as you guys don't don't ask me to re- recite all the stations I've worked for, because it would take... You, you missed some of mine, but go ahead. Take 30, 40, 50 seconds for, for me to go through all the all call letters of stations I've worked for. Mike Adams, the man who's had more comebacks than anyone we know. And, and I got to come back for that. You know why? You can't, you can't get hired until you get fired from somewhere else. You can't just can't get two jobs at once. But that's what makes you a veteran in this business. Yeah. The pro- my problem is, unlike you, Smitty, is I, there was a time when in each of those relationships with each radio station I worked at where s- s- someone, either me or they, said, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> you know, this isn't working out. How often was it they? Probably half. <laughs> Seriously. It was probably half. I can I can remember the face and the gesticulations and the and the mood of every firing I've I've ever had in my uh, broadcast career. Which one was the most surprising? Uh, I think the well the one up in New Hampshire was pretty surprising. That was relatively that recent. was weird. Yeah, uh, surprising. Well, you know. Yeah, but didn't stuff. that station flip formats though? Uh, you mean Frank FM? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did now play, you know, Madonna. We were classic rock, and then they suddenly started playing what they, they call They didn't think you were like a virgin? Rock. They call it sea rock <laughs> I don't know what that means or stands for. Well, contemporary? <laughs> anyway, yeah, they did. They flipped. But they brought me in on a, a, a New Year's Day or day after New Year's Day and, and said, uh, we're going to have to make a move. And let, we can't. I said, why? What happened? We can't afford you. I said, well, <laughs> well, this is after they promised you big bucks in the early you days. hired right? me 15 months ago. Yeah. And, and I'm like, hey, bah, bah. I said, what? Well, you know, and then the program director says, you make more than I do. I said, well, you hired me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you didn't have to. Anyway, that happens a lot. It's, it's radio. It's radio. Now, getting re- I was honored to be replaced by Mistress Carrie because she's a radio legend yep. uh, in this market. And uh, I, I, I haven't really listened to her, but the couple times I did, uh, you know, she was on oh, the air. And, uh, and she did a commercial for, you know, I think I want to do, they're having a big event, uh, that, that radio station, The Pike. Yeah. They're having a big event where all the DJs are going to be at Mickey's Car Wash. And now, you know me and car washes. I got a, good, I got a long history. You've got a legendary story for, about a car wash. I do. Yeah. And they're going to be at Mickey's Car Wash. And, and I'm going to drive through there and go, hey, how you doing? How's my job? How's, <laughs> take care of my job. Yeah, hey. This isn't like a bikini car wash, is it? No, it's not like that. Oh. I think with all due respect to Mistress Carrie and her her rack, uh, she's she's beyond the bikini car wash stage. And you don't want to see Mike Shoe buffing your bumpers, do you? <laughs> oh, with his ass. Oh. I mean, come on. Oh, it's Mike oh, Shoe. I'd like to apologize for it, the rude behavior. He looks like, of our he looks like <laughs> Mike Shue looks like Shane Victorino after a car accident. Oh man! Anyway, uh, Chuck Perks, who I like, oh, he'll that was be there. Harsh. Well, I'm here to critique radio. By the way, you know who's the best on the radio right now? Most professional, Ben Parker on WBZ does afternoons. 
I'm Ben Parker. He's got that great voice. He every does, t- yeah. Every time he says, I'm Ben Parker, I feel like, oh, I defer to you then. You yeah. know, you sound so, he's really doing a great job on BZ. Great guy. I worked with Just him at the RKO for a while. He's, nice guy, too. Yep. Real news guy, too. He's a hardcore, and he's so, he sounds New York, but he's here in Boston, and we're happy to have him. Yep. I, I like him very much, but I, I just want you to know, I don't critique in a nasty fashion everybody I hear on the radio is because there's a bunch of bumbling, unprofessional ass wipes like mutt on the air. Oh, oh, it's, not, it's not like a hobby of mine or anything. Right? <laughs> um, okay, so this is episode 148. Jeez, I really got off the track, didn't I? I know you did. A little bit. You know, Sorry. A little bit. You know what it is, though? What causes it's that? It's the Mike? mind of Minolta. Remember that commercial? The mind of Minolta. You have that? You probably voiced it. <laughs> I Bill, was there when it was new. Bill Smith, I hear you on every single commercial on, on every single station. You're unbelievable. It's amazing. I get a dollar a commercial. <laughs> well, if you made a dollar for a commercial, you'd be a rich man. I'll yeah. tell you what. Uh, we are brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates uh, with five offices to serve you. They're everywhere. They are the very best when it comes to permanent hair restoration. Every technique available to, to enhance your, your, your growth, your hairline. They set the standard by which all others should be judged. They do. Yeah. And Dr. Matthew Lepresti. In charge, he learned a, a lot of what he knows from one of the most re- recognizable international names in permanent hair restoration, Dr. Robert Leonard, who performed the the deal on my hair, and 18 years ago, it's still lovely, still it's still happening, you know, and it's going to happen. It's going to be it's permanent. That's why they call it permanent hair restoration. And uh, you can call 1-800-GET-HAIR and get your uh, free, no-obligation consultation with some professional people. Can't uh, wait to any see how long their, it gets when you're dead. Any one of their five offices. I'm going to try from memory to, re- to recite where their five offices are. <laughs> That's nice, Ben. It you're keeps welcome. growing. You know, no, wonder <laughs> no wonder you've only had two jobs. Hey! Um, I've had five <laughs> jobs. Once again, I'd like to apologize for the yeah. rudeness of our host. It's yeah. unbelievable. So wait, I'm Un- doing a commercial. Believable. One eight hundred get here. I'm trying to recite from memory all their offices. They have Boston. Yeah. They have Newton. Yeah. They have uh, Salem, Warwick, New Hampshire, Warwick, Rhode Island, yep. Salem, New Hampshire, yep. and Braintree. Uh, Braintree, baby. I went to the Newton office, you know, and to, I went to the Warwick office a few times just to visit my friends down there, Dr. Robert Leonard uh, and uh, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, Matthew Lepresti. <laughs> what am I saying here? Uh, call them, okay? They're nice folks. Get your free no-obligation thing. You know, if you got it done and today, you bought- you'd have hair by Christmas, maybe. Well, the thing is, and it, it grows more and more as you, you know, first couple months ago, and then more and more and more and more. And look at mine now. It's like a fluff puppy yeah. back there. I remember it used to reflect the sun, but not anymore. Back in the day, yeah. Now, anyway, thank you, uh, Dr. Robert Leonard and Leonard Hair Associates, and Dr. Matthew Lepresti, my hair doctor. Now, my grandma's coffee cakes also sponsor, and uh, we did that thing last week. The, the phrase, phrase that, pays. that pays. And I said to to text uh, the, to to tweet at my uh, uh, at Planet Mikey tw- uh, Twitter address. Yep. Couple guys. Tweeted my regular account at Mikey Adams four twenty. They didn't follow doesn't, the rules. Doesn't right. Oh. So they were quick. They oh. were quick to to respond and get. But they they cannot win on a technicality. Did you tell them? Did you redirect them? Say hey, no. Make sure no, I let it go because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to put my you know uh, <clears throat> influence on the contest. So 
we have a winner, and the first one to go on the at Planet Mike was Catherine Collins. Catherine, yay! Hey, okay, and she's nice, and yeah. and she wins a, a cake from my grandma's coffee cake. Yep, because that's what we do here. Okay, we give out cakes, stuff like that. Uh, I had a really weird weekend in the uh, football picks department. Is I got to tell weird you that that's what we do here. Can I tell you something? How Just about how sad? Do I look sad to you tonight? Let me see. Um, <laughs> you look constipated. <laughs> I like that. Face. Well, that makes me sad. Uh, there's a backup. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. <laughs> they sing diarrhea with such fondness. They, diarrhea. It's like the guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come on. That's heartfelt. So here's what happened to me. I had every bet lined up. I had $20 on this five-team parlay to win 70 I had $20 over here to win 63 I had all these teams lined up. Everything came to fruition except I had Monday Night Football left Buffalo Bills. Mm. Now, I had teased everything. So Buffalo Bills just had to win by one. No, they had just to win. They had, in fact, they were plus one. Guess what? They, they I am so pissed forever at oh. the Buffalo Bills. They, they ruined me. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of profits by that one. They couldn't execute. All they had to do is win by nothing. You know, just win. Just win. Yeah. I guess, that, I guess it means win by one. But Yeah. They couldn't do it. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. After the Red Sox? Because I had them in a parlay with the Red Sox, too, and one, last night. Red Sox win. Bills win. I win. Uh, I think I, I think it was $100 to win 269 Guess what? No. No. The Bills. <laughs> Dumbass Bills. Now, not only do I hate them because of O.J. Simpson, who's a murderer. And I like Fred Smurlis, but... You know, I can't think of... Drew Bledsoe was on the Bills. I like him. Fred's, mm -hmm. Fred's got a gun. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, got to like him. But you know what? That team's a bunch of assholes. They're stupid. <laughs> they were so stupid last night. Come on. You can't beat the Titans. You're, they had them. There, was nine, there were nine lead changes in that game. They went down twice, two field goals. I mean, uh, pull the trigger. When, especially when it's my money on the table. Uh, you know, what you do the other times, I don't care. Mm. Did you personally call them and let them know that you had bet on them? I'm too? calling them out right here on this yeah, podcast. No, they, they all listen. So Every thinking, bill. They're thinking right now, we let Mikey down. Every bill listens to this podcast. Okay? Uh, bill Smith. Yep. Bill Lee. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill Cody. Yep. <laughs> uh, bill Clinton. There's no one named Bill that doesn't listen to this uh, this here podcast. I'm really pissed. Oh man! Look I mean, at I lost serious that, money. That face. Wow! Oof. You know, I was going to buy you guys, you know, a cream soda, tuna salad sandwich, but no. Now I'm broke, and you have to buy your own sandwiches. Bill Parcells, oh, man. Yeah. Bill Belichick, definitely those two bills. Bill Lee, yeah, the bill from Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, sure. That's Bill right. Burr. Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. Bill Buckner. Bill Murray. listens in heaven posthumously. Wow, I'm going off the track every single time I open my mouth. It's, it's true. Like I make <laughs> putting in tracks where there's no trains going. <laughs> um, okay, here's something I hate. Come on, man. That's it. There's one. There's something I really, really hate. You know how athletes now? It doesn't matter what sport. If they do something good, they pound their chests. Like, look at me, pound, 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 pound. Like it's thumping their chest. Oh, I'm awesome. They make a tackle on the football field. They pound their chest. They knock down a pass, not an interception. They just knock it down. They pound their chest. They, you know, anything they do that could be marginally considered a successful athletic maneuver, 
They pound their chest. You can't just be good. You got to be. It's the old uh, act like you've been there before. <laughs> and, and, you know, you never saw Ernie Banks or Frank Robinson or Hank Aaron. You never saw Yaz pounding his chest. I mean, it's just self-aggrandization. The play speaks for itself. And, and it's like, yeah. what happened? It's a team sport. Just run back to the huddle and act like this is something you do for a living. Gail Sayers used to just drop the football. And, you know, he'd, he'd have a touchdown. He had six in one game. You just drop it. He'd go back. Yeah, okay. You know, I, this is what I do. I score touchdowns. Not like, oh, look at me. Run to the camera, mug for the camera, pound your chest, pull your putt. I mean, this is ridiculous. I hate that in sports. But not a show. It's not necessary. That's right. You know, I can see, oh, it's a game winner. Okay. Carlton Fisk hit the home run in game six in the 12th inning. And it won the game. And he jumped for joy. And he ran around the base. He clapped his hands. And he ran around the bases. It was purely joy, unadulterated joy coming yeah. from, from the little kid inside him. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, okay, well, every time Carlton Fisk hit a home run, he pounded his chest and ran around the bases. Look at me. Yeah. No. That's not, that's not how you do it. And I hate that. Can I, can I get an amen on that? Amen. 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 I'm glad we all agree. Come uh, on, man. No, that's okay, amen. Now, Joe, Joe Biden, I, I, I know you threw his voice in there for a reason, because I have a... What must be what? I have a problem with what's going on with the border, and it's deeper than you, than you thought. Yeah. The number just came out that there's been, since August, whew, over 100,000... Immigrants, illegal immigrants, you know, undocumented, whatever you want to call them, they're all, it's all the same. Yeah, people that shouldn't be here. Have been allowed into the country. This is since August, okay? It was September, October, two months ago. 100,000. And you know what they're doing now? They're putting them on planes and buses at night mm -hmm. so that no one can see how many and where they're going. Because they know from a political perspective, Americans, they don't like that open border thing. First of all, they're cutting the line on people who've legitimately waited to become citizens. Yeah. Secondly, we don't know who they are. We don't know what they have. Do they have a disease? Are they where they're coming from? What's their, what's their motive for coming here? We don't know how many. We don't, and then they send them all over America. They're sending them to Florida. I just heard that they're sending plane loads of people to Westchester County. Now, my, my brother lives in Westchester. It's one of the most expensive places you can live mm. near New York. Can you imagine what those people are feeling like? Well, what's this going to do to our property values when thousands and thousands of immigrants from we don't know where invade our little community? And not only that, they, they have no um, sense of what America is all about. They don't know our history. They haven't acclimated to any of this no, stuff. No, and they don't speak the language, and they might have COVID. And, and more importantly, though, from perspective of national security— mm is we don't know who they are. Exactly. We don't know what if they're really who they say they are, if they could be terrorists or plotting. Like the guys, that get, the terrorists that got into our country last time that, that drove the planes into the towers, they just come in, you know, and stay for a while. Uh, why are we opening the doors to potentially uh, a disastrous situation? So 100,000 since August, nighttime charters flying out, because Joe Biden doesn't want... Politically, he doesn't want America to see that. If he did, if he was proud of his policy and he thought it was a good idea, really, mm -hmm. he would do it in the daytime with the cameras rolling. Yep. But no, everything is on the – it's just all fun. Can I tell you something, too? In Massachusetts uh, – see, I don't have anything against any individuals or, or any particular country or any, anybody. 
I understand why they want to come here for a better life. Mm-hmm. I get that. And everybody should want to come here. It's like, like everybody wants to go to Disney World. But mm-hmm. sometimes you can't afford it. Sometimes it's crowded. You can't go there. It's packed. It's too full. Or they have a rule about how many people can. And by the way, they fingerprint you at Disney. You, they know who you are because mm-hmm. they have your fingerprint. They know it's you. Yeah. And they have everybody that comes in puts their finger on that little thing and puts it and has a fingerprint so they can. That doesn't happen at the borders. They don't know who's coming in. So it's not the, the country they come from or why they want to be here that I have any problem with. It's the fact that you can't just en masse le- let everybody into a place and not expect there to be ramifications. And here's the problem. As a Lyft driver, <laughs> as a Lyft driver. I see how this, is, this was one great big lead into your, your yeah, Lyft yeah. story. Yeah, that's right. On the road again. Every, I'm going to say half, half the people I pick up in my in my vehicle to give them a lift ride. And, you know, I do this for entertainment. Yep. Half of them, I can guarantee you, are not legal citizens of this country. And, and how do I know? Well, because most legal citizens of this country have a car. Or they will eventually have a car. Most do. There are students. There are exceptions. People, you know, need a ride to work. But I'm telling you right now, from a linguistic uh, category, I, I don't know. I don't know where, where these people... I'm telling you that Massachusetts might claim that they have... X amount of illegal people living in Massachusetts, but I can guarantee you that it's double or triple that number yeah. because they're not acknowledging, you know, in the communities that where I'm picking up people to, to take them for rides in lift vehicle, I'm saying, God, it seems like everybody's illegal, yeah. you know, and more power to them. If they can get away with it, fine. <laughs> but this country's got to look at it as a real problem because none of those people are paying taxes. All their kids are going to school in the public school system. They're getting fire and police protection and road work being done on the taxpayer dime, and they're not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. And uh, most unfair is the fact that they're cutting the line in front of all these people who are legitimately doing it the right way. That's all. How pissed would you be if someone cut the line in front of you? Oh, I'd be pissed. At McDonald's, even. <laughs> right? Somebody cuts the line at McDonald's, don't you want to just kick the shit out of them? <laughs> right? Once again, I'd like to apologize for the rudeness <laughs> well, of I'm, our I'm of being our honest here, though. Jesus. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying to be honest. You know, your opinion is meaningless if you're being dishonest about it. You know? That's right. And I speak Spanish. I get along great with I people. I was going to bring that up because you probably can communicate I with these people. I get along great with them. And I don't care what country. I love people from every country. I'm just saying when you take a whole bunch of them, when you take 100,000 people and say, yeah, come on in, you're, you're asking for trouble. There. I've said it again. Thanks, Mike. That was We needed to hear that, I guess. <laughs> this might end up being... <laughs> the key to that was, I guess. I guess. This <laughs> This might end up being an hour-long podcast, you know that? Because look at Smitty rocking out to the bongo beat. That's right, thank you. Um, I, all right, I had to get all that stuff off my chest. Glad you did. The latest COVID-19 symptom is about buttocks. Or actually, a- anuses. And this is not even a joke. Oh, this is real? Or as Joe Biden would say, uh, no, all kidding aside. A newly published medical report by doctors in Japan has revealed a mysterious condition associated with the disease COVID called restless anal syndrome. Oh, rats. Great. There's something <laughs> else to be afraid of now. <laughs> Have you ever experienced that, Ben? Yeah, I, tell me what the symptoms are, and then it's, I'll tell you. Its name is likened to the more commonly discussed restless leg syndrome, RLS, mm. which, uh, you know, you get, you get that sometimes you're trying to sleep and your legs get a little, little bit restless, yeah. so you get up, do a couple Irish jigs. 
in the hallway, drink a couple uh, quarts of whiskey, go right back to bed. You're fine. Anyway, the COVID-19 <laughs> has taken its toll on people. You know, there's been all kinds of problems, breathing problems. And, yeah. uh, this gentleman uh, named Sako Yiji Makunano told uh, the physicians that he'd been suffering deep anal discomfort in the area between his anus and genitals. His taint. His taint. Yeah. yeah. He didn't he couldn't think of that. You know. He couldn't say it was my taint. He had to go, ah, somewhere between my anus and my genitals. <laughs> oh, you mean oh you mean where you have that that little worm living? Uh anyway, he he was prompted to go to the essential urge to move his bowels, which gave in gave him no relief, according to the newspaper Swako oh. Lakamab. So you feel like you gotta take a dump, yeah. but you can't do it. <laughs> he, uh, the side oh, effects. That's like a uh, Sisyphus. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Up a there. colonoscopy showed the man had had internal hemorrhoids, but that didn't explain his spasms. His nervous system also appeared to be in totally per- fine working order. So it, it's, it was linked to the COVID nineteen sitch. Hmm. And Nakamura, the doctor, said uh, he prescribed the man a daily regimen of sedative clonazepam to help relax his his anal muscles. Oh. Uh, you know where they sell a lot of that? No. The drugstore. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Um, Illinois mom accused of shooting dead man who refused to kiss her. That's the headline. Oh. Headline. News. Headline. Headlines. 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 I'm Barf Niplin reporting. The 28-year-old woman in Illinois shot and killed a man earlier this week in a bizarre love triangle. Oh. The way he first said it, I thought she shot like a dead body because the body refused to kiss her. Yeah, you could have read that from that <laughs> poorly written headline. Uh, the Summer Times reported that Claudia Resendez Flores was staying with two pals, James Jones and his girlfriend, who goes nameless, at their home in a city of Rolling Meadows where the incident unfolded on Thursday night. Now, you want to know what happened? Rolling Meadows. Allegedly, Rosendiz Flores, allegedly, they were having a drink together, the two, the two women and the man. And Rosendiz Flores asked Jones for a kiss. Jones declined because he had a girlfriend who was sitting right next to him. Mm, that's a good reason. So the woman asked the guy for a kiss. Then he kissed his girlfriend in front of Rosendiz Flores, prompting an envious Rosendiz Flores to ask the girlfriend for a kiss. Uh-huh. Prosecutors said during the bond hearing she declined as well. Oh, she must be What's wrong with these people. Be, well, she got to be ugly. That was a slam be. dunk threesome. Maybe she has like brown, <laughs> brown foliage in her teeth or something. You know, you don't know. Mm. Anyway, when Jones again refused to kiss her and enraged, Resendiz Flores grabbed his gun that he had tucked between two couch cushions. This and, is a nice family. And hit her in the kisser. And aimed it at him. Jones tried to push Resendiz Flores. I hate saying her name twice. Yeah, but that's okay. Her push, tried to push her arm down as she pulled the safety off and put her finger on the trigger, but the gun, it went off. Oh, no. Hey, hey, totally So what you're saying is when she put her finger on the trigger, yeah. the gun it, fired? It went off somehow. No. That's fucking weird. Yeah. It, strike to, it struck Jones once in the chest. His girlfriend called 911 after asking, what's the number for 911? <clears throat> And the officers arrived at the scene. Resendiz Flores allegedly admitted to shooting Jones. She was charged with first-degree murder. She'll be back in court on Tuesday. The guy died. Without a gun. 
these kids today. You know what I mean? You can't control them. <laughs> They're trying, though, aren't they? Yeah. They've, they've, they've released figures on, you know, how everybody accuses other people, other, you know, political groups or other races, of, uh, you know, of being not getting vaccinated. Oh, yeah. This uh, uh, information has been put in front of me that we have found out exactly who in what order are the, are the races that are most vaccinated and most unvaccinated. Is this more, more news? This is more news. Who's they? Where did you get this one? And now more news. This is, uh, I took this directly off uh, uh, KKF, KFF uh, statistical st- study website. Okay. <laughs> the percentage of total population that has received at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose by race. 80, uh, 69% of Asians have, they lead the pack. Okay. 69%. White people. 54%. Fucking losers. Yeah. Hispanic, 51%. Wow. Black, 46%. So when Joy Reid gets on her show and starts yelling at, I don't know, she Republicans yeah. for not being vaccinated, and she's such a, you know, ugh. anyway, that's all I'm saying. It's like you have to, everybody's got to do this. This, these numbers should match exactly. Everybody should be at 69%, hmm. like the Asian people are. Right? I mean, to just do what we're told? Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, if, if, if oh you're going to... Oh, boy. No, no, no. I, I don't have any a problem with anybody who doesn't... Fight it out! Listen. Mandate. Here's all I'm saying Carter. is, I'm saying these numbers should all match. This, the percentages should be the same throughout all... If, if it's 69% for the Asian people, then why should it be 69% of the white people? Well, we don't have any doctors... I don't know. I we have, don't have a CVS? I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> I wish I did. Okay, now. I, I got into the news. I'm in the news now. Thanks, Mike. Here's my, <laughs> here's my final news story of the day. day <laughs> Dateline Jerusalem. Some 300 male and female volunteers stripped naked and, dre- and donned white body paint for an artistic installation meant to draw attention to the shrinking Dead Sea. Ah, I think I know about the shrinking Dead Sea a little bit, huh? They posed Sunday for the American photographer Spencer Tunick, who has done similar installations around the world in French wine country, a Swiss glacier, and a beach in South Africa. He tries to find a a place for everybody, for there to be multiple nude people in this picture. So 300 of them. They call them the Gaza Strippers. (laughs) <laughs> I just made that up. Uh, Tunic said, "My visit." I'll, put, I'll try to use his voice, Spencer Tunic. Go ahead. My visit to Israel was an experience for me, and I'm always happy to return here and photograph in the only country in the Middle East that allows art such as this. Does that sound like him? That was good. Should I put on my tunic? The Go ahead. When I, I knew a girl who had a had a Dead Sea tattoo. Really? No, I can't get into that right nah, now. Stop nah, it. I don't think so. I don't think it's necessary. Now, why the Dead Sea? I, I, I you know, that's a good question. They say well, it's shrinking, but they're going to blame that on global warming or some other. You know, they, this is uh, it's lost in translation here. They, I think he just likes seeing nude people. You know, be. it's an artist. Yeah, think he about likes if, boobies and wee wees. Think, think about if you're walking by that. 
You have no concept that they're talking about the Dead Sea or any of that. You're like, hey, look yeah. at them titties. Hey, look at that. This guy. Third, third from the left in the back row. <laughs> it looks like a piece of twisted sausage. Hey, hey, Alice, that looks like fun. You know, there's no real reason for that. The guy's just doing it for attention, mm. you know. Um, now, I, I, I'm one of these people who thinks nudity should, it should be – all sports should be naked. Really? Yep. Women's soccer, golf, everything should be na- – every sport, in order to compete – Football, no. Everything. Mm-mm. No, yeah, no, football too. Yeah, I want to see a bunch of 300-pound men bending over, you know, 65 times a game. Well, see, if you, if you allowed nudity in the NFL, you wouldn't have just 300-pound men. You'd have a lot of – they'd put in some real hot babes. Oh, look, look at the kicker on this team. She's awesome. You know what I mean? That's what they would do once it was allowed. You know, total frontal nudity. Um, and the other thing is that, which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. You know, how, you know, if you ever been to nudist colony, no, you haven't. No, you know how you can tell the the blind guy at the nudist colony. No, uh, it's not hard. Okay, I know. Um, what 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 else do we have? Anything? Is there anything else? Do we have a musical guest? I hope guest? not. Uh, well, I hope we do. Would you play baseball? I haven't. Heard, oh, by the way, Will Noonan says he owes me an apology. He owes me an apology. He wrote that on Twitter. So, so did I, he give I, you an apology? Well, or he's just saying that he owes you one? Yeah. Should we call him? Yeah, that's so right. it's like an IOU. No, no. Well, I just, he said that on Twitter. Oh. You know, so that's not really like saying. So he should come here and do it in person. But it's like I'm also I'm also a very forgiving person, and it, you know he had something to do, and uh, we 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 ridiculed him a little bit last week, gave him a hard time. You know we like Will Noonan. It's not like it's not personal, but he does owe me a fucking apology. <laughs> oh, man. Will, I'd like to apologize for the rudeness of our host. <laughs> Have I been that rude today? Oh, Seriously? God. Oh yeah, a little bit. Kind of an asshole. Kind a little of, bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a fine mood, though. Oh, Jesus. After losing $400 on the weekend, thanks to those Buffalo Bills who suck. Ben, there it is. That's what it was. Yeah. It's been sour God. mood we found ever the since then. Yep. And then mm-hmm. i got to listen to Andy Gresh, who's not fat anymore, but sounds like he's fat, and talk about the game. You know? I mean, it's like he still sounds like he's fat to me. Yeah. You could have listened to Bertrand. He's still really fat. That's he, right. He actually is. He, see, he's legit. He's real. Gresh is a phony. He sounds like it talks like a fat guy. He sounds fat. He's not even fat. Gresh says phony. he lost 100 pounds at Awaken 180. That's awesome. Over 100 pounds. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. You know who's on Awaken 182? I was supposed to be the spokesman for that when I was at the Pike, but they, they blew me out, you know. Uh, and Mike Shue is doing the Awaken 180 ads now. Oh. You know, it works. Mike Shue. Yeah, okay. Let's yeah. not give him a free plug, though. No, no, no. He's. he's Believe me, you know, I, pluggy enough. I met Paige. She's a very nice person, smart. Paige is beautiful, yeah. I hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's she's the she's the. Well, what, you know, what, we're talking about Awaken One Eighty. Look at us all. We're svelte. That's right. We're looking good. We're like models. We're like male twiggies. Hey, by the way, <laughs> with penises. Um, she didn't have one. Like to say hi to one of our previous sponsors, Vinny up at uh, Shawshine. Yes, yep. Vinny. I'm going. Well, you and I are going up there, right? We got to go up there. Yeah. Well, well, let's go Saturday. You know, if you go to Shawshine, they teach you not to shoot someone in the chest. That's right. When they refuse <laughs> a, a your advances, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. It's on the course. Well, we'll have to take that course, and I think that's chapter three. You know, but it's always good to have a gun on you when someone refuses. You know, when you say "kiss my ass" and they say no. Oh, as Vinny says, better to have one. <laughs> And not need it, then need it and not have it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like dope. 
Times will go. Pot what? will get you through, get through times time without money. money. Better than money will get you through times without pot. That's an old poster. Uh, why don't we bring in Joe and Jerry and get the f- get the flock out of here? I got a, I got a, so, Oh no! Before we go, what is it? <clears throat> what is it, Mike? I had a. Uh, is this news? I picked up two junkies in my Lyft vehicle. Oh, oh no! You know I'll do that next week. On the road. No, now you've, you've. No, I'll do it next. Now you get, you're going to pick up two junkies next okay, week. Okay, let me just start with two fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up these two fat chicks. I asked the guy. They were friends. They were nice, perfectly nice people. Fat chicks. We like to apologize to the women in the audience. Yeah. Fat. Oh, it would doesn't. It, here's the sound of them trying to squeeze into the back. Now the Grand Marquis has a big back seat. Yep. And it, it I, and I push the seats up so everybody can get in. Right. You know, I, I picked up 350 pound football players all. These two fat girls try to get in, and here's the sound of them trying to get in my car. Ready? Yep. You guys ready yet? Not quite. Now the other leg. And and I'm like, holy crap! This car is not even going to drive. I hit the gas. It's just like it's like I had a four cylinder instead of a big V8. I couldn't get up the hill. Oh. Now, getting out of the car was even harder for these girls. Honest to God, it was like, uh, it's like, have you ever seen a hippo? Yes, yes, I've seen. Not in person. Did you but ever yes. see a hippo try to get into a car? Once. <laughs> anyway, I just want to once. Yeah. Where were they going? <laughs> <laughs> they were going. They're going to eat. I didn't. Luckily, didn't have to stick around. Old country I, buffet. <laughs> oh my God! I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Aren't you glad yeah. you're back on the road again? Driving? I don't think these. I think yeah. these women were so fat they couldn't even lift the forks and spoons to their face. Oh. I think you got to faint of intravenously because they're so fat, and you, and, it, and you can't puncture the fat with the needle intravenously to feed them. You have to take the needle and wrap the fat around the needle, and then press the button. <laughs> And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Can you believe it? And you may ask yourself, how do I work this? You may ask yourself, where is that large automobile? And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was, Joe. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was, Trope. Same as it ever was. 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 Water dissolving and water removing. There's water at the bottom of the ocean, Joe. At Shaw's. Carry the water. 
remove the water at the bottom of the ocean. Well, of course there's water at the bottom of the ocean. And stones, there's water underground. Let the water hold me down. Water flowing underground. Once in a lifetime, Joe. You may ask yourself, what is that beautiful house? You may ask yourself, Where does that highway go to? You may ask yourself, am I right or am I wrong? You may say to yourself, my God, what have I done? Once in a lifetime, troop. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Can you believe it? Look where my hand was. Time isn't after us. Same as it ever was, Joe. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Is this song redundant or is it me? I think you're tripping, Troop. LSD, baby. Ah! This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful toilet. This is not my beautiful garage. This is not the produce department at Shaw's.